Eagles podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag T-O-T-A-P. On this week's episode of the other three Amigos podcast, while the Shreenan's away, the mice will have no music to play. We were ring, ring, ringing Eileen Ring to step in for Damien Shreenan and Wayne Mullins. We touch on the women's team because this episode of Totap is a bit of a hybrid. Like a shy Chinese, it is a two-in-one. We also talk about the Derry review, the Drogheda preview, Dan's Sligo date with Destiny, jacking off this episode of Totap certainly has it all. So, let's get ready to fumble. Hello and welcome to the other three Amigos podcast, season three, episode 34, episode 144 in all. We are certainly flying through them. Your award-winning podcast for 2022. And a reminder, we are now on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash totop. And make sure to retweet as it's very important to help the pod grow. And we also have our big fancy dancy new sponsor on board, NordVPN. I'd like to say hello to my host, Eileen Ring. Probably not one people are expecting, how are you? Hi, but right, come on to fill in for the two lads who've gone to Love Island, so look. How are you, lads? Ah, <laughs> we take you any day. And my other amigo, Dickie, how are you? I've I have no uh Jim and fix it music, uh, unfortunately at hand, but um Mr Mr. Casey, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm good, I'm good. Jesus, thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yeah, time no. to move on with the pod. We're gonna go to around the club. Our under-19s, they lost 3-1 to KFC Kelleher with this with City's only goal. Our under-19 women conceded twice in injury time to lose 2-3. Ellie O'Brien and Sarah Bell with the City goals there. Under-17s, we beat the Shams 3-2. Yes, Jaden Uma, Killian Mulville and a 94th-minute pen by Dara McCormack sealing the points there. And our under-17 women's team drew one all with DLR in the cup. Sewards with City's only goal and the game was played in for my great to see under 15s looks like they didn't play under 14s city lost 1-0 at home to galway in the cup and the women's senior team debut treaty united 3-1 in limerick for senior goal for fianna bradley christina dring and eva mangan with the other goals eileen what did you think of the events in limerick yeah, look, it was brilliant. Um, two wins and a bounce. And I think, uh, as Decky pointed out last week, that's the first time we've done that since since it's 2020, I think Decky said. So um, it was really important on the to come off that big DLR win and, and kind of push on and get the win against Treaty. And look, it puts us in the prime position in that group now to, you would hope, qualify for the semi-final. Now, obviously, it's no easy job going to Belfast at the weekend um, to play Crusaders, but fingers crossed they get it done and look I suppose with the women's side and where we've been and I know maybe there'll be people listening today that wouldn't normally maybe hear an awful lot about the women's side but I suppose the progress has been kind of clear to see in performances over over the last few months really but like the results haven't matched and it's only now in the last couple of weeks that we've really seen kind of the so the fruition of what what Danny Murphy has brought to the side and and his coaching team and I suppose the way they want us to play football, how they want to be set up and things like that. And I think they're probably only settling on their first 11, kind of strongest 11. And we're seeing good competition within that squad for places. And we're in a really, really lucky position where we've some excellent, excellent younger players coming through. And you could see with, with Fianna scoring her first goal at the weekend and she had an assist as well. And Kira Senna played, um, Chloe Atkins had played and 
like they're all girls who are still under 19 under and under 17 in some cases. So look, um, you know, a brilliant result. And as I said, you go on to Belfast now with a hope of qualifying for, for the semi-final. Yeah, it looks like they're obviously improving. Is that their first two wins of the season this year? Uh, was it this yeah. week and last week? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose like it's the All-Ireland Cup. So you'd be looking at, we, it's just we spoke about this, that you kind of maybe look at it to, Look, obviously, it's a competition in itself, and every competition has has its own merits. But you ultimately you want to start start getting good results in the league. So I think this competition is going to give them the confidence that they can pick up results, and they can pick up results in the road now as well. Which is and like they were very good value for for the for the win on Saturday. To be fair, and it probably could have been a bit more. And I think even the goal we conceded, we were a little bit unlucky to concede. It was just one of those freak things that happens. A player slips and. So, yeah, no, I think it's all very positive um, heading into the second half of the season and said heading to Belfast, but hopefully looking to to qualify for semi-final of the All-Ireland Cup. Dickie, you were also at the game, I believe. I was there, yeah, I was. Um, I <laughs> in what form? I did, <laughs> yeah, I was, look, Treaty invited me down to do the co-commentary, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, first time ever doing anything like that. Listen to it back afterwards. It was okay. I mean... The word absolutely got used a hell of a lot, which is something if I was to ever do it again, I'd try and maybe um, get rid of. But look, it's just something it was pretty cool to do. And look, maybe in years to come, depending on how good she may be, it might be a badge of honor to say that I commentated on Fianna Bradley's first senior goal. You know, she's an incredible player. There's a lot of good players on that side. And it was a pretty it was a good performance. You can look at it and say 3D weren't great, but I, I do believe City didn't allow 3D to be great. And look, even Mangan bossed the game from the centre of the park. I mean, it was a really, really good performance. Um, look, we could spend... We, it's a pity there's no last damage because we could wax lyrical about it for an hour, no problem. But um, we can't. So, look, yeah, on to Belfast with confidence on Saturday and um, no reason why they shouldn't be able to get the result they require to, to make the semi-finals. Yeah, and uh, how's your car getting on? Oh, <laughs> yeah, look, um, I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah, look, I was, yeah, there was a small incident in the way back. It wasn't my fault. A bit of a hit and run, a fella hit me and hit another car and then left the scene. But look, it's in the hard, hand of the guards, so I presume it'll all be sorted in time. But thankfully, everybody's okay, so that was the most important thing. The fapping hand is still is still okay. <laughs> Well, you're lucky Shreenan in here, or else it'd be, be, be boosting all of you in the commentary. Don't, 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 be, don't be getting confident now just because you're sitting in the whole seat for a week, like, you know. <laughs> oh, don't worry, that will not happen. All right, what are we moving on to now? Oh, it's time for a Kami Watch. Kami Watch, we do. Yumi Kiman, An official club statement on the management situation for the rest of the season came today, eventually. Dickie, your thoughts? Sure, look, I mean, they're the same as they were three weeks ago and two weeks ago and last week. Like, I mean, the, the funny thing I thought was that the club statement sounded like it was only written today, like, or that the decision was only taken yesterday and announced today when the word of his mother's nose that it was taken at least three weeks ago. So, look, yeah. they've officially announced that everybody knows. Liam, the interesting thing for me was Liam Buckley did the LOI TV stuff on Friday night, and I believe he did the press conference today. So he's obviously stepped in 
to the media duties now as manager as well. Just one thing on that. I think, is it a case of maybe just boxing clever a little bit because he has the pro licence? That's what my my thought would be. I'd say that you'll see a bit of interchanging with it. I I do think you'll still see Richie out there. Um, I just think maybe a little case of boxing clever a small bit because of the fact that he is the pro. But like I would imagine on paper, given his his coaching status, is that he is the manager on paper. Like despite the outstanding revelation that none of us were aware of today, do you know. I mean, I liked Richie doing the stuff. Richie was very honest. He's obviously a nice bloke, but. Yeah, I guess, Dan, the next away game that you're at, you're going to get to... It's going to be Liam Buckley or Grilling and not uh, Richie Ireland. <laughs> that, that, that is yet to be seen. I, I, well, I'm well, i supposed to have a date up in Sligo that day as well now. As of you're supposed two to have weeks it. ago... Uh, to, oh, as of two weeks ago, Toe Tappers, uh, Dan is a, a, a single man. So I was out in... Um, work put us up in a hotel in Dublin Saturday night anyway. So I was like... F this anyway, I'm not saying here. Cause I was the only one there in the hotel. I'm going into town anyway. Newly single man, sure, why not? Ryan's on Camden Street. She went in there anyway. Sure got chatting to a nice one from Sligo. Her father's a season ticket holder there. Going farewell anyway. She's going well, but she's buying the drinks as usual. She, she was getting me them back as well. So now, obviously, she's a keeper there, like in the first place. Is... Has she, has she <laughs> um, road frontage? That is that is yet to be seen and hopefully find out on the 15th. But um, yeah. Yeah. Can I just stop you there now for a second and just say, you do realise now what you have done. I mean, Shreen is going to be back from holidays in a couple of weeks and like all hell is going to break loose. Like, I mean, he's just going to torment you, tear you apart. You've said on the podcast, you're going to Sligo to the Cork City game and you've also managed to squeeze a date on the same day and night yeah. while you're there yeah. well, in some rendezvous in a pub in Dublin. He's going to take you apart. He's going to, like... Yeah, I didn't think the rendezvous was, was, like. was going to happen because um, we were out anyway. She said to ask her out the day after when I was sober because I had asked her there. I said, oh, well, I'm going to Sligo on the 15th. And she said, well, ask me tomorrow. So I sent, I, I plucked up the courage to ask her the day after. And you know what she did? She just liked the message she didn't even respond to it like i would if she should have been oh. have a bit of decency woman like leave me on red at least but then but then earlier today i was taking a shite downstairs and 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 the text comes through she goes ah one drink won't hurt i was like <laughs> I, i'll take it that's our boy that's our boy I'm, what we'll do is look myself scott myself scotty and damien will have a sit down with you we'll take you through some of the basics the do's and the don'ts and the rest of it and we'll get you we'll get you sorted and ready to go you know but look this is a world exclusive for the toe tappers yeah, danny he, he has might a be big date in sligo the same night the same night that we're away to sligo rovers huh brilliant you might be getting you might be getting no audio I mean, from sligo I mean, or if it is, <laughs> Eileen might have some advice for you. <laughs> Eileen, care to? Yeah, um... I'd say don't listen to the other three would be would be the main bit of advice anyway. But look, to I... be honest, now that's you and Declan who both felt comfortable enough in my presence to tell me about your bowel movements, and I appreciate that our relationships on that level. Thanks, lads. <laughs> no problem. I think this is only our second meeting. <laughs> Right, the first golf day happened. Uh, that was in the K Club on Monday, yesterday, and there was there wasn't much about it on um, social media. No, uh, Decky was there. 
No, I think there was two tweets from the club, so I don't know. I just expect, I, I you know, would have thought, you see golf classics that, you know, they're banging out photos of the different teams and the sponsors and all that stuff, but there wasn't much. But other than that, I don't know what, you know, whether does that mean that they were too busy? There were so many people there. They were too busy to be getting stuff out on social media, or does it mean there was nobody there and there was nothing to put up on social media? I, well, I, I see nobody else I there now from just the one photo they put up. No, no, no one I that I follow uh, from Cork City uh, else seemed to be there. So tap certainly weren't. I don't know. Eileen, no, we weren't. No, I didn't see anyone else there. I wasn't even invited. Like, would you? And I'd be definitely consider myself that I'd be the best golfer out of you. We should do a, a toe tap like crazy golf or toe tap mini yeah. golf instead. Kitchen pot or something in, in, like that. Invite, invite all the toe tappers. Yeah, 100%. There'd be more than was in the cake club anyway, I'd say. <laughs> Fact about it, we'll book it for uh, Air Tastic out in Little Island. <laughs> Transfer rumour time. Who's the Tiernan Brooks is a name floating around. I don't know much about him. He's a young keeper at Knott's County. Decky, I believe you're going to pick this one up. Yeah, he made his Irish under-21 debut in the game against Iceland in Turner's Cross there in um, March. So, look, this is a name, something that was sent to us the other day. I'm not going to say who sent it to us. It's a new a new source. So, what I'm going to do, or what, the way I'll put it is, if Tiernan Brooks signs for Cork City, I will come back on the week after and say such and such sent us that information and we should all go follow them because they're absolutely brilliant. And if he never signs for Cork City, I'll just let the eternal shame die in hell and I won't publicly shame them. But I'll privately tell them. Uh, I'll privately I'll privately have a laugh at them maybe or something, but look, <laughs> I won't I won't publicly embarrass them. So if he signs, I'll give public um adulation for them. And if he doesn't we just put it down to Tota being given out more crap information, you know. Understandable, understandable. There's another transfer for rumor floating around. Uh, it looks like Rory Keating is going to Derry, does it? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, look, I mean, Derry are, Derry are in hard. They're definitely in hard. And it's just a matter of... What happens? I, I don't think we can lose him. I don't think we can afford to no. lose him. No. Well, I um, suppose the only thing is, is Draper's gone from drugs. So that's the one kind of silver lining in this. No, absolutely. And look, I mean, but you need to make hay while the sun shines. And you don't know, drugs could bring in another Draper-like player in. You know, this is the thing. You yeah. don't know. Like, and, like, I don't think we can afford to lose him. There are people questioning his body language and things like that over the last month but i just think it's it's just it's 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 too big a it's too big a risk to take unless we know we have an absolute goal scorer coming in and i think like one of the things about it is like i watched Derry last night and kind of watched skip between the two games last night you know hoban was up front for dundalk now i've i've mentioned hoban numerous times He's still the second top score, goal scorer in the league, Pat Hoban, you know. Gaffney last night for Rovers, he gets a good goal. Like, his knees are gone. If Galway get promoted next year, Rory Gaffney will be a Galway United player more than likely. 90%, that's what's going to happen. I just wonder, 
there's a dearth of striking talent. I mean, Chris Forrester is the top scorer in the league with 10 goals. Yeah. I think there's a dearth of striking talent. So I, I wonder, are teams bigging up the likes of a Rory Keaton and a Max Mata because there's just there's just no striking talent in the league and that they're not as good maybe as everybody thinks they are in, in the bigger picture, if that makes sense. It's just that, like, oh, I don't know my explaining this very well now, but there's no John O'Flynn in the league. There's no there's no Glenn Crow. There's no Jason Byrne, you know. There's, like, there was a time when there was real depth to the striking position in the league. I don't think that depth is there at the moment. So anybody who flashes and anybody who is showing any kind of consistency is maybe getting overvalued a small bit. And that just makes me wonder about if, you know, are the likes of Derry going to overvalue a Max Matter, overvalue a Rory Keating because there's just there's just so much talent, just just such a lack of striking talent in the league would be my question. Eileen? Yeah, like that, I, like I, I think it would be mad for us to leave him go and I suppose ultimately we have to leave him go if, if it's to happen now and I, I can't see that happening. Like Derry seemed to be linked with an awful lot of people including Freddie Draper now as well. I'm after reading a few places and they seem to be very heavily linked with Shawnee. So like, is it a case that they want someone in now with a view to Europe and like how much money are they going to put on the table for him? Like it, there seems to be a bit of an inevitability that he's going to go in the off season and look, if that happens, that happens. Like, like players move on, that's football. Like, but I'd be really disappointed from a club point of view if, if you sell like our, our, stri- our main striker. And as Decky said, like, like goal scorers they're not 10 a penny in this league in in many leagues to be fair but in this league at the moment not at all and yeah you could bring in someone from loan but it's on loan but like they're totally hit or miss with what you're going to get like for every one very good player you get there's probably five or six that are not not very good (laughs) i would say that's a bit harsh poor louis britain's flying since he left (laughs) (laughs) yeah I suppose, is, do we have any update on the Tunde situation? Like, we are absolutely shagged if he's injured and Keating's going to go. I think the I think the, the, the feeling was that he was going, that he'd be okay for Friday night, but I think there's a big chance Keane Murphy starts. And we'll, we'll get into that later on when we do the Jerry preview, I suppose, you know, but Tunde should be okay for Friday night by all accounts. All right, Derry City 2, Cork City nil few uh well actually Derry started the brighter two by a long long way but then Cork City certainly worked their way back in I thought we made Derry look very average for most of the game Dick your overall thoughts on it yeah I'd, I'd agree with you I thought like I said it last week that I thought it was set up for a nil nil and we kind of the first goal I thought was a poor goal to give away again so yeah, it's what is it? Forty-seven minutes, two minutes into injury time, at the end of the first half, you get in there at nil-nil. You've had the better chance. Donovan. I mean, well, Donovan played amazing. Yeah, that, like, fairness, but he just got physically taken out of it. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. It's a straight hand. I mean, nobody appeals for the free kick, so I can't come on here and say it's a free kick. But it's a straight hand. A straight hand is normally a push. But look, yeah, John has to be stronger there, but he's a young player and. Um, he's going to, you know, I, I'm not even sure it's a mistake. It's just, it's just one of those things. But there's an opportunity to, there's just like, 
how does how does McGonagall and of course last week I said McGonagall couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo like and that was just the inevitability of the whole situation then like but like how was how was he getting a free header four yards from goal I mean how you know and it's like do you start name I don't know like Ali Gilchrist gets under the ball completely misses the header nobody's reacting behind and I know there's an expectation that the guys behind are expecting it when Ali goes up, he's going to win the header. He doesn't. And as I said, McGonagall can't miss. Like, that's the thing. I mean, he has a terrible miss in the second half where he puts one over the bar from about eight yards, you know? So I kind of felt a little bit like my point was proven there, but like, it's just a bad goal to give away from John O'Donovan losing it out where he does getting, getting out muscled. Ali gets under it. Ah, like, at lads like you know we can't be giving away goals like that like you know and it puts us on the back foot and you know you had the key and murphy miss and like it's like yeah this I, wasn't, I, I, think I don't i don't, I don't the, think the bulger miss Derek. is probably worse it is it is unfortunately but like Derry weren't great as you said there like they weren't and that's why that's why they're so going so hard for a Keating or a Draper like they just they have nothing up top and they know they don't have anything up top and that's their biggest requirement and they're yeah, going the, to the league is probably there for, for the taking the league is probably there the for Rovers taking for last night. yeah the Rovers beat them last night but again they had nothing up top in that game that was their biggest failing they had they had all the ball and they had a lot of pressure early first half then you have a ridiculous decision where Ryan Graydon gets taken down. It's, pro- it's, 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 it's probably a penalty. It's certainly not a booking for Ryan Graydon, who has to go off five minutes later from the injury he picked up in said incident. And he's still booked for diving. Like, you know, so, I mean, look, but they don't have anything up top. And that's why they're going so hard for a Keating. Like, uh, and they will go yeah, hard. They for, signed for, uh, like, from Dundee during the week. They signed a winger, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. I mentioned now I don't even know his name. Uh yeah, I can't think can't think of his name now, but I was talking to somebody who has played professionally in Ireland, played professionally in Scotland, and they were saying that in their opinion, the top bottom six in the SPL is now getting matched in terms of wages by Shamrock Rovers, Derry, maybe Pats and Bowes maybe and you presume Shelburne are going to go into that as well and what they were saying to me was if you're a player who's going to be in the bottom six of the SPL you have nothing to play for you have four yeah. trips a year which is two trips to Celtic Park and two trips to to Ibrox and other than that you're pissing around you're never going to win anything you know you're never going to have much to play for whereas if a Shamrock Rovers or a Derry come in offering similar money with an opportunity to play in Europe and challenge for trophies all of a sudden, those teams can now realistically take those players maybe out of the bottom six of the SPL because they have more to offer, especially if a guy's unmarried, young, and he he sees he can play in Europe, he can challenge for trophies. It's probably better than being mucking around in the bottom six of the SPL. And it's not something I'd thought of before, but when he pointed it out and put it that way, I kind of went, mm, it's getting interesting. And I spoke last week about wage inflation and here we go now. Derry are playing big money for. I can't think of his name now, and I should look it up. But like Derry are playing big money for him by all accounts, you know. So in, ter- in League of Ireland terms, big money. So it's going to get interesting. Well, you certainly have all the info there, and um, the second half performance. I believe you have a certain stat for us. 
No, but it's not the second half. It's just like it's overall. It, it says it, here it in the doc, the second half performance, Dickie stat. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I meant second half performance, dumb, and then just a Dickie stat. But Eileen, what do you think of the, of the game as a whole? Yeah, I just like, we were probably just we weren't clinical enough in front to goal, like because like that, I, I thought really we we were we were much the better side in the first half in particular. Maybe not so much in the second half. I thought we fell off a bit, but um. Like, it's just, we, we weren't clinical enough and not taking our chances. And like he spoke about it there, that, that late goal at the end, of, just before halftime kills you because you're going in at halftime. Like, it's just a totally different team talk. It's, it's he's Paul McMullen as well, I think, isn't he? That fellow they signed. Oh, I think it is. I yeah. think you yeah. hit the name with your head there. Um, But like, as Decky said there, they obviously are, they're kind of lacking up front. But like, as soon as McGonagall scored, I just... I had to, to abuse Decky immediately. Like as soon when I was listening to the podcast last week, I was going to text him like, "You absolute clown! Like, did you learn nothing from Ryan Brennan in the first year? Like, you obviously didn't. Like, please say nothing about any Drahada players for Friday night. I'm asking <laughs> you that on, on behalf of Cork City fans everywhere, Decky. No problem. I stay quiet. <laughs> Mystic McCormack. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I let you go on with your stat because you look really happy about it. No, it's just no. There was a stat there that I worked out. Of course, you know, um, having looked at everything, Cork City have conceded the first goal in eleven games this year. How many points do you think they've taken from those eleven games? Uh, I was none. <laughs> I'll say one, three. Italy. One point. One point, which which was the away game in Tala that they drew four all with Shamrock Rovers. Shamrock Rovers scored first in that game. The other 10 games they've lost. Like, you can't... To me, that says there's, there's, there's a weakness there. There's a mental weakness. We concede first, we're beaten. It's not, it's not a good stat for me. Like, I mean, they're minus 21 goal difference in those games as well. So... I'm starting to question the mental fortitude, maybe, of this squad as a whole. Because mm-hmm. you can't, like, you have to, you have, you're always going to play from behind. There's always games you're going to play from behind in. And to go behind you 11 would... times, or not go behind, sorry, you're, you're always going to concede the first goal. And, and I know I spoke about this a few weeks back on the podcast, and I can remember saying it before, like, well, like, 11 games you've conceded the first goal and you've taken one point. No, like, like no. Are we, are we, are we probably the that. only team in the in team in the league besides UCD where you'd feel that's always the case, Eileen? Yeah, like that's worrying. Like this is why Decky. Like I don't like to hear his stats because that is like mentally that's that is a little bit soft. Like, and as anyone who listens to Last Amos knows, I harp on a little bit about sports psychology and sports psychologists. But there's an awful lot to be said for in modern day sport when there's a trend there and there's a very obvious trend there and. Look, there's people that are qualified in very successful teams across various different sports that have really been able to push on because of employing people like this. Um, because, I mean, like you said, it's football and an awful lot of the time you are going to go behind. But like you're essentially saying if we go behind, it's nearly kind of game over, which is it's a big concern, especially for a team that's down around the bottom of the table like that. Look, as said that's obviously something that has to be worked on one way or the other. And if that's bringing someone from the outside in, because like that, that is a very, very worrying trend. And like one point from those 11 games is, I don't know why you come up with these stats, Deck. You just stress me out. <laughs> it's not, it's just, it's like the, the other big 
Derry City or the other crowd have only one point, but they they've they've gone they've conceded first in seven games. They've only taken one point out of those seven games. So everybody else has at least five points from the games in which they've conceded first. So including UCD, who have won a game Jesus. and drawn two games, having conceded first. So like. It just needs to be better than that. It has to be better than that. And like we're running out of games as well. That's like it's. Can I know I came on here. Games after left the, yeah, I came on here after the last draw. Had a game said we definitely finish ahead of Drada and we definitely finish ahead of Sligo. That Dundalk game two weeks ago scared the shit out of me. That's I won't. I said it at the time. Like it just that second half just made me go. Mm, I wonder. I wonder. You know, and last Friday night in Derry didn't really. You know, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't prove. Didn't give anything to to take away from that that thought process. You know, so we we'll talk about the draw of the game in a minute, but we it's a hundred percent must win on Friday night, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. After us four wins, it feels like the buzz has completely gone out of the place now. Any final thoughts on the Derry game? I just don't, don't think we were. I don't. I don't think we were at it. I. I definitely like. We should have got ahead if we like. I know it's Keane Murphy's first touch, but I think you have to score. Like, you have to score, and then we give it's we give away a poor goal, and then second half we're just not. We don't show up as such. Yeah, ta- like, ta- tactically, was there anything you felt that we needed to do? No, I think we were. I think we were okay. Like, I mean, we gave away a bad goal just before half time. If we get in at nil nil, it's probably. We're, we're quite happy because Derry don't look like scoring. You know, they didn't really look like bothering us. And as I said, two minutes into injury time at the end of the half, we we give them a soft goal and then it's hard. And then look, obviously if the Aaron Bulger missed that everybody's talking about, but the only thing I'd say about that is I think Aaron was very, very conscious of the surface. You know, he seemed to be looking, you know, he was never comfortable I think in his own head that the ball wouldn't bobble. He had all these fears that he would never have had on grass. I think if it's on grass, it's one all and anything can happen again. And look, the second goal is, what is it, 92nd, 93rd minute? Yeah. 89th, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's not a massive issue. It's just, I think the second half performance needed to be better and it wasn't. And I think too many times this year, We've said, like, we didn't show up second half against Dundalk. I thought we didn't show up second half against Derry. The Bows, there's too many times during the year where we can say, we didn't show up in that half. We didn't show up in that first half. We didn't show up in that second half. Needs to be needs to be better. It has to be better, you know. And as I said, every game we don't get something out of causes us an issue. So, yeah, just need to be better. Okay, time to go with the most prestigious award in world football. It is the Totap MVP. The other three amigos MVP. Right, results for the MVP. Kevin Kostovic scored 36%. Sorry, just threw me a little there, Dickie. <laughs> Kevin Scott scored 36%, Matt Healy with 32%, Kean Murphy with 22%, and Kean Coleman with 10%. Degree, disagree? Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. You couldn't really argue with Kostovich, could you? He's 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 our kind of standout player, really, the last five or six weeks, really. So, no, I don't think there'd be much argument. Although there seems to always be a bit of argument with the MVP, doesn't there? 
So at this time around, I it was kind of a struggle to pick. Yeah, the top. Well, Kostovic was nailed on for it, but um, everyone else, I, I wasn't really too sure. I think I went with Healy in the end. Jackie? Yeah, it's it's sometimes it gets hard to pick players to put players up for it. And I think Friday night was one of those nights. And the back of your head, no, well, it's always at the back of my head. It's like, if I put this guy forward, I'm going to, there's going to be abuse on Twitter because he's he's been put in the thing, you know? So now we find yourself trying to go like, looking around the forum or looking around Twitter, good. who's the compromise candidate here, you know? Which is not the way it should be done or not the way we wanted it to be done. The two lads are going to go apeshit when they hear me saying this. But yeah, look, Kustovic, I was actually, my daughter was around today and she had the Muppets on the tablet, you know, I was kind of going, she had the, the Swedish chef was on. I was like, how have we never done a Swedish chef skit for Kostovic or Kresic? Like, you know, I mean, we've absolutely left the toe tappers down massively there by not, not having done that. Well, we'll have to wait till three, three back for that anyway. <laughs> yeah. So just apologize to everybody anyway, you know. Uh, moving on to a penny for your thoughts. So here's a penny for your thoughts. A nickel for a kiss. A dime if you tell me that you love me. Penny for your thoughts. A nickel for a kiss. Damien's Hawaiian shirt at the concert was better than the match, says George Tuhig. My nan is dead a long time, but I've still scored Bulger's chance, says Dunnox. Boring Keel Coleman comes in with our foreplay and general conversation. <laughs> Clever build up is so much better but at the end of the day there's a consensual point where everyone wants to reap the rewards of the efforts mills and boone chat gpt created this tweet for me view from the cross says changes were made too late walker is not up to it healy was poor also unlucky not to be too up going into halftime massive game next friday hopefully the fans are out in force joe langford tootless need new blood to create proper competition for places yeah, thought we deserve something. No bite in the final third. Very good first half. Dropped off second. Not good enough. Investment needed. Agree, disagree with those sentiments, Eileen? Yeah, I think it was a sensational shirt Damien had on, to be fair. And I can confirm, because he sent a picture, that he, he has a lot more in the bag there to come up with, out as well. So an exciting few weeks ahead for fans of Damien Shreen and shirts, guys. Stay tuned. Um, no, yeah, look, we do need investment. I mean, it's it's the lack of competition is probably killing us. And like Decky's saying there, like at times maybe we're not showing up for halves and he's dead right. But there's no competition there. Like we went up to Derry with like really young, young lads on, on the bench who are probably realistically just making up numbers. And that's not me being disrespectful to, to them, but that's the reality of it. Um, and even the last few weeks, you could ask that same question with some of the under-19s because... Like, they're not getting a chance. So, like, do they trust them for a chance or are they just on the bench to make up numbers? So, like, like this transfer window, and, look, you speak about it every week here, it's so, so important. And there's no point in kind of hanging around. It's the transfers, the signings need to be made and they need to be made quickly. Like, there's no point in, you said, three weeks' time when you have another three games under your belt, then bringing in four or five players, it's going to be too late. Like, 1st of July comes and they've had the last few weeks to be organised. It needs to be organised because... We, we're just going to be left waiting like and you said that lack of competition for places is for me what's ultimately killing us at the moment yeah Decky. yeah i was surprised to hear somebody said they didn't think matt healy was played well or was enough that i thought healy was quite good and it's vital we signed him on the first of july absolutely vital no i'm hearing there's two he has other options and we're talking to him etc etc but like no absolutely vital and matt healy is signed 
I guess the only thing was when Tunde went off injured and Keane Murphy came on, and like Keane played well enough to be fair to him. He was unlucky with the one that comes off the inside of the post. Obviously, as I said, he he he'll know himself. He should have scored with his first touch. But I think Keane isn't as dynamic or isn't as he won't stretch the field as much as Tunde stretches it. And I think it showed. I think it showed in that thing. You know, we didn't have. We didn't have the ball over the top to Tunde, and as people can give out about Tunde and give out about his finishing one when Tunde's on the pitch, we're a danger, and we're more of a danger when Tunde's on the pitch than when he isn't on the pitch. And like, Keane has other, and Keane's quick and Keane works hard, but there's nobody as quick as Tunde. And 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 Derry were able, to, Derry were starting to come right up the pitch at times because they weren't afraid of Tunde running in behind them, and I think. You know, it's just it, it it just highlighted that for me a little bit, and I think, as I said, I have a feeling Keen Murphy will start on Friday night. I just have okay. that feeling, but um, we'll have to see how that works out. Do, do you think it's been hard for Keating over the last few weeks? I suppose now that Tunde has come in, he's no longer well. He's this he's a star man, but he's not really the one banging in the goals as much as he did at the start of the season. Anyway, yes, I do. I don't know what you're asking me or asking Eileen, but um, yeah, I do. It's funny, as I got a message from a former player during the week who said he oh, thinks really, did you? that. Yeah, he says, all oh, right, okay, is that where you were going? I didn't realize it. I didn't, I, I, yeah, okay, so yeah, that's, you know, he feels that maybe Keating doesn't like playing in it too because he knows Tunde isn't going to play him in. He knows Tunde isn't going to be the one to set him up. Therefore, he's getting a little frustrated and he's a little, uh, maybe his body language is a little off or so the last two, three or four weeks um but look you've got to suck it up like we've we've been better with a two up top and i can understand that maybe rory isn't oh you know doesn't like it as much when he's the one and he's the only one there and he's the central figure and everything kind of goes through him but we're in a scrap we're in a fight we have to adapt we have to we have to do what's best and i mean the five at the back has given us the defensive stability. I think there's a few indicators that we're not as good going forward, uh, maybe as we think we are. And I'll, I'll definitely get the second. I did the defensive look last week, and I'll definitely my aim is to get that up. The offensive look this week, but some of the numbers do say that we may have been a little bit on the lucky side. And if the numbers even themselves out and drop back to averages, you know, league averages and things like that, that we 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 might find ourselves in a little bit of spot of bother for goals as well. So, look, we need to take the chances that we can create and we have to create them on Friday night and we have to talk them away because this game is absolutely massive. Okay. That's the end of the first half. Come back to us in the second half where you will have the Drogheda preview. Welcome back to the other three Amigos podcast, Friday night, the big one, the six-point swinger, City versus Drogheda, 7.45 in Turner's Cross. Eileen, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, big one, as you just said, six-pointer, and it's, it's a must-win, isn't it? You can't, and like, we have the beating of them, we had the beating of them in, in the cross earlier in the season, just for that kind of freak OG, it's about taking our chances, like, even... There's games there where like maybe we're a goal or two up and we should be kind of three or four away and it's just about being clinical in front of goal whether whoever's there and like because we're leaving we're giving sides the opportunity always to come back at us I think and 
or like we kind of have 45 really good minutes in us and it doesn't go our way and we've just spoke about maybe being that little bit mentally soft and kind of capitulating so like I think there'll be a really big good crowd in there because I think there's been a gap now since we've had a home game so I think that should kind of feed into maybe people being interested to get out and the fact that there's not a whole pile else on always helps as well during the summer months I think so um yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Um, <laughs> after 10 minutes into the game, I'll probably be allergic. But um, right now, I'm really looking forward to it. And I want to say, I think all the Drata players are great. I think they're all great. <laughs> Dick, you definitely think they're shite anyway. Uh, look, I, I can't give an honest opinion because Eileen warned me during the break there that under no circumstances was I to speak ill of any Drata player. So I will, as always, acquiesce to Eileen's wishes. Um, look, yeah, Eileen hit the nail on the head there. It's it's must win. We, I don't want to hear about draws. The same as I didn't want to hear about draws going up there, going up to Drogheda, and we won that game. I don't want to hear about draws Friday night. It's must win. Go out, win the game, and then that that puts us above them. Freddie Draper is suspended for them, so that's that's good for us. Um, causes them an issue up front. Although to be fair, he wasn't much in the game in. Up in their place, I mean, King King no, Coleman, even, yeah, Weavers Park. Couldn't think of the name of it because it changes yearly. Um, I know it was heading the game park last year, wasn't it? And something else prior to that, it was one of the one of the walk was one of the potatoes, wasn't it? Onion Ring Park or something was it for a while? Um, <laughs> was it? So no, it wasn't. Not Onion Ring. So Hunky Dory Park. Park. There was Hunky Dory Hunky Park Dor- is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Hunky Dory Park, then heading the game park, then. Weaver's Park. So, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Look, it is what it is. Just, just nothing else acceptable at this stage. Only winning the game. And, I mean, if we lose the game, it would be... It's unthinkable, to be honest with you. Unthinkable. Because I I, I fear that there's a little bit of arrogance creeping in around the place. I don't know if arrogance is the right word. But I think there's a little bit of... Where Cork City will be fine. We just need to show up and we'll win enough games to keep ourselves in the division. And I'm not sure that's the case, I'll be honest with you. you did, know, did you think that was always not? there or was it just was it just off no, the back of the four uh, game well, win? I think off the back of the four game win. I think the four game win. We had that four game win. We're still ninth. Two points behind Sligo and Andrade, you know. So I just I get the feeling just around the place, there's a little bit of we'll be fine. And there's nothing in the league table and nothing in performances over the length of the season that says we'll be fine, you know. So I think we need to get our heads down and just make sure we win the game. I can't say it enough. Head, like, head in the game. You know, just, just win the game. Yeah, very good. Very good, Dan. Yeah. Hmm. Weave, weave our magic. Hey, hey. Weave <laughs> our magic. Is right? And uh, Hang on. Keep our head in the game, weave our magic, and everything will be hunky dory. <laughs> I knew that one was coming. Eileen, no. do you t- do you do you think uh, do you agree with Dickie's uh, sentiments there that we've maybe been uh, a bit arrogant or complacent over yeah, the season? I'm not sure. Maybe maybe there's always that aspect with with Cork City and Cork Sport in general. Is there? We have a little bit of arrogance about us, but I don't know. Like after our last relegation, I'm always kind of. A little bit like I, I'm not of the opinion that oh it's going to be okay. I'm kind of thinking like I said if if we don't win Friday night I think I think we're in trouble and if we even if we do and we still have to push on look I mean Drahda are down there but like they're a really good side 
to be fair, especially with what Kevin Doherty has in terms of like funding and stuff like that. Um, obviously, Sligo have been poor the last few weeks. Will they stay in that bad run of form? I don't know. They're probably going to go and invest during the summer as well. So I, I, I probably am not of kind of the, oh, we're going to be okay. I think it's up, it's, it's up to ourselves to make it okay and not just kind of be relying on people around us. And they said, that's not just a player thing that comes from higher up in the club as well. And it starts with transfers realistically, um, kind of Saturday morning with hopefully getting Matt Healy announced and then the next few signings, hopefully that are in the wings um, coming in. So for me, it's not a case of we're going to be okay. Cause you've said it earlier on, like the games are running out. So yeah, you, we just have to start winning games and it's kind of straightforward as that really. Yeah. It probably feels like the, in this year in, in the league, the teams at the top of the table probably aren't quite as good, but the teams at the bottom of the table are probably slightly better better than normal as well. So I think that's probably gone against us um, after a, a newly being a new, newly promoted team. Any changes to the squad you'd make, um, Eileen? Anyone coming in or out? It obviously depends, I suppose, on Tunday's availability. I know Decky thinks Keane Murphy might be in, and um, fair enough if he is. But I think if Tunday's fit, you have to go with him because... I kind of of the same opinion as Deck there. Like I think when he's on the pitch, like he always look makes something. It looks like something's going to happen. Look, he's a little bit chaotic. I suppose probably my favorite word to describe him because you just don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he knows himself what he's going well, to do he, sometimes. No. But like he's incredibly effective. Um, I know his finishing isn't isn't great, but he makes things happen. And I I would think like there's no defender, especially after how well he played up in United Park the last night. Like, I mean, those defenders aren't going to want to be up against him again. Like, so I think if he's fit for me, he does have to start. Um, other than that, I don't know, it's Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh. His exam is surely over now. So hopefully he's back and available. But again, he's probably another one of how long more do we have him for. So um, I think if he's available, he, again, he makes stuff happen and we need that little bit of creativity, don't we? And um, so, yeah, I think if he's available, hopefully he comes in as well. Decky. Yeah, as I said, I just have this feeling and it's it's based on nothing more than my own gut that, that Keel Murphy will start. The question I'd ask the two of you is, is there any of ye leaving Rory Keating out? Oh, I, I think he has to be there. Yeah, I'd leave him in as well. Who are you bringing in? If Tunde's fit as well, who are you bringing um, Keane in instead of? Or if if that I think, feeling is I think correct, they, I think they'll I think they'll start Keane ahead of Tunde. I think they'll start Keane and and Keating. That's what I think will happen. As I said, definitely think that'll be a mistake. Wrong. I would agree, but I I just get the feeling that's what what they will do. Um, Liam was very yeah, like, complimentary of of Keane's performance in Derry the other night. There's been question marks over his fitness. So, like, what did he get the other night? Seventy minutes or so was it? That was his first. Yeah long period in a game and I think just think off the back of it I think there would be an inclination to start him and I think they might sit Tunde which I do think would be a mistake because Tunde and United Park that night showed you know they're, they're I mean, it's, be it's just a lumped ball it's just a lumped ball but they had got themselves too high and it's 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 what Tunde does you know he got in behind so be interesting one to see Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh has to come back in look we're the home team we need to win the game a point is fine for Drogheda Drogheda are happy to go home with a point so we need to be on the front foot we need to take the game to them which is probably not what we're made for really we we you know with Tunde's pace and that we probably prefer to play on the, the counter attack but we're at home 
against a very beatable side and we it, the onus is on us to take the game to them get ourselves in the front foot and win the game yeah, Keen Murphy game. probably has has the better football balling brain. As Eileen said, when Tunde's on the ball, he he I don't think he knows what he's doing himself. He do, he doesn't have any plan in his head. He's just going in, in the direction of the goal, and if something happens, it happens, and he's finishing. He's a lot, lot let leaves a lot to be desired. But um, I still absolutely have him in the team anyway. I think people around about. I think he touched on a striking coach. You think that would that would be um worth bringing in? Look, I mean, a striking coach in general, or just 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 a, 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 a striking coach, coach in, in in general. But I think it probably would help. Uh, someday yeah, I mean, there are people around the club. John O'Flynn is working with the women's side. I mean, God, like you know, a man who could finish from everywhere, could put, just got himself in the perfect position. The number of times John O'Flynn scored goals because he made the correct movement, because he made the correct run, it's just. It's yeah. So I mean, John is around. I don't know what his availability is like, but I I do believe every club should have a striking coach. It should have a goalkeeping coach. To me, they would be pretty standard things. I know we have coaches, but we don't have designated coaches as such. But yeah, it's certainly something I'd 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 be happy enough to look at. Okay, yeah, that was Cork City draw that Friday night. Turners cross the six points. Swinger, we're gonna we're gonna move on now to. Scott Staver, Queenstown, it's jacking off with Dickie. I've been jacking off, beating my meat. You left me and I'm in heat. What else can I do? Because my wet dreams are just getting chewed. Uh, but by the way, apologies about the fluidity of the probable music tonight because I don't have the access to the bank of music Damien normally has he's just able to hit a, hit a push of button this is all going to be edited at post so I have no idea what any of this is sounding like uh, Dickie do you want to take up um, jacking off well I don't want to take up jacking off here Dan no I don't um, <laughs> I'll, but I'll talk about the Cove game look Eileen is there now so yeah look we beat Waterford we we beat Waterford there's a Friday slip huh? Cove beat Waterford <laughs> on Friday night down in Coleman's Park um, controversial offside goal rule out for Waterford and what was it the 95th or 96th minute went back and looked at it I definitely thought the Waterford player lying in the ground was offside but I spoke to somebody in Limerick on Saturday who would be very very well informed on what went on and he told me that no it was number 10 for Waterford who I believe is Ronan Collin who seemingly has a bit of a fan club around the country he was offside and he touched the ball on its way into the net and hence that's why the goal was disallowed but Coa fully deserved the win. Big three points with some third in the table and look I get the whole island, the whole the whole what did they call it, the Great Island is it? The whole the whole of the Great Island were jacking off on Friday night not just Decky so <laughs> fair play to him. It, it, look, it looks like that pay, playoff spot uh, will surely be, be secured soon enough. Yeah, you'd imagine so. I mean, they're going well in fairness, like they're going well. So, be interested to see whether they can hold on to Waweru. Now, I mean, he's on loan from Galway. He scored against Waterford the other night. I mean, it's it's the perfect JC plan, really. Like, so I believe when he signed on loan, that the plan was that he would be moving there permanently in July. So we just have to wait and see if that's confirmed. Eileen, do you think um, Kovala beat after opposition? 
Look, I don't know anything about beating off anyone, so I'm just going to leave that to the expert decky there now. <laughs> so much that could be right. said now. So much that could be said. <laughs> right, time to go to our mailbox. Uh, we only have one entry in our mailbox this week. In no particular order of importance, this comes from a boring Kean Coleman. One, Matt Healy in discussions with other clubs as well as City. Where do we go for counselling? Uh, if you want to pick that one up first, uh, Mylene. Players come and go. It is what it is, ideally. It's not ideal if he goes, but players come and go. I'm not I'm kind of past the point of getting too hung up on a specific player leaving. Ever since Ali Cowhell broke my heart back in the late 90s, I've just I've had to accept that players, players leave football clubs, but the football club remains, so that's what's most important. The football club will always be here to depress us. The players may not. To, uh, I got to Decky on this one. To Wayne versus Damien, the best holiday picture diary. Ah, oh, look, I mean, I'd say Scotty because I can't see Damien putting up much, to be honest. You know, Scotty, Scotty would be more into the um, putting putting photos up. So I'll go, I'll, I'll go with Scotty for that. Uh, I'll ask this one to. I'll, st- I'll stay with you for this one, Decky. Rather, three is City versus Drugs bigger than David versus Goliath? Depends on who's the David and who's the Goliath in the in this scenario, like because I mean, Bazum Keen is saying that we're 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 Goliath and they're David, like, but that's we're not Goliath at the moment. We're not Goliath. We're a mediocre Eileen. football team struggling in a mediocre division that's what we are i second that and scott <laughs> wayne's pictures are way way better like his his holiday content is a lot more impressive than damien treatments but i think wayne definitely has, has visions of himself being on love island like he's posting pictures of himself in a pool and all today like he needs to relax a bit like I think okay, the, only, is... the only the only pictures i've seen from damien are the 50 odds emojis that he randomly puts into the whatsapp groups of you know that emoji with the sunglasses that just says like screw you all i'm on holidays like and it just, that just gets dropped in random at random times that's all i've seen from damien so um yeah definitely go with scott right i think that wraps us up and i say big thank you to our patreons uh, final thoughts uh eileen um, I apologise to all the listeners for ruining um, Tota for you this week but sure look hopefully the lads will be na- back next week and I want to say happy birthday to the kit man it's, this is out tomorrow is it Wednesday so it's a big birthday for the Cork City kit man so happy birthday beautiful stuff and Dickie oh I mean if it's if it's Mick Ring's birthday then we all want to say happy birthday to him you know not just Eileen so yeah happy birthday Mick here's a big Tota happy birthday to you because I, I know he doesn't normally listen, but he will listen because Eileen is on now, so he'll definitely hear it then. Final thoughts? I'm going to stick with it. I know people would disagree with me. <clears throat> I don't think it's the fans. I don't think the what I spoke about the arrogance. I don't think it's come. I don't think it's from the fans. I just get a feeling it's around the place. You know that we'll be fine. We'll sign a couple in July, and we'll be grand. And I don't buy into it. It needs to be done on the pitch. You know, you can feel like we'll be grand, but until I see it on the pitch and we're mathematically safe, I'm just not buying into it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I forgot to do predictions. How could I? Dickie, your prediction. I want us to win. I desperately want us to win. 
it depends on the attitude we show up with, and that's that's the thing. I think I think we can win the game. I think we'll win the game two one. I think I, I do think we'll win the game two one. But if we're off it, if we're any bit off it at all, we'll be in trouble. Yeah, Eileen. Uh, two 0 City, Rory Keating by two. Okay, and I'm gonna go just one 0 to the city. I think it's going to be a, a repeat of Johnny Onion Ring Park. Um, how does Damien normally sign these things off? He's just like, we'll, we'll leave it there. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, well, come here. I, I, it's, it's, what is it's it? Adios. Adios. Sign it off. It's not how does Damien sign it off. It's how does Dan Casey sign it off. You know, Damien's not here. So, how's, how's Dan Casey going to sign it off? Leave your Instagram handle now so any women listening can can hit you up. Slide into your DMs now that you're single. <laughs> That's it. It's at Super Dan Casey in case anyone's interested. Adios. Uh, well, the Sligo one might be listening now because you're going to be getting jealous. Adios. I, I lead. Adios, Decky. We'll talk to you soon. Adios. Adios, amigos. Cheers, guys. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.